Begin the current daf, Mesechtis Baba Kama, daf Kof. Begin three lines down from the top of the Amr, where the Gemara continues the discussion with the previous daf. That is, the Gemara was talking about if somebody shows a professional money changer, then the money changer, unless there's a very high level of expertise, but even the professional money changer is going to be liable if he tells him it's a good coin, and it turns out it's not a good coin, and that it's not valid currency, and he can't use it, and people are not going to take it. Which is continuing on the theme of the halach of our Mishnah, which talks about if you give something to a professional and he ruins it, then he's going to be liable. So it's on this halacha the Gemara continues with the following incident. Rishlakish, He showed a coin, a dinner to Rebbe to see, to evaluate, is this a valid coin? Should I take this so that I can use it? Or am I going to be taking some phony coin that's not valid? So I'm Rebbe Lazar told him, it's a good coin. You should see, I'm relying on you. So Rebbe Lazar said to Rishlakish, what are you saying when you're saying you're relying on me? That if you find that, that it's not a good coin, at the end, that I'm going to have to exchange it for you? Which, as Tracy points out, obviously then the, the case has to be told by that Rebbe Lazar wasn't the highest expertise in currency. Because if he didn't need to learn anything more, like the individuals we learned in the previous staff, then they wouldn't be liable, as was Mashma from the incident of Rabhi, which was brought right before this incident, that he only, he only paid back, compensated the woman who he said was a good coin, turned out it wasn't, only from the Mishra Din. So it must be here that if they're entertaining that he's going to be liable, it's because he wasn't the highest level of expertise. So even though he's an Uman, but he's going to be liable. So that says Rabbi Laz, what are you telling me? You're telling me that you're relying on me so that I should know that if something goes wrong, I'm going to be liable to pay? On that, says Rabbi Laza Teresh Lakish, but you're the one that said, in a different context, who that, oh, that halacha is going like Remeyer, the doin dina digar me, that he judges the halachas, he holds a person liable for indirect causation. My love, but isn't that inferred that Remeyer, that you were saying, oh, that's Remeyer, but we don't hold like that. So what are you saying that I'm going to be liable if it's wrong? That's at most a grumma. I didn't actively damage you indirectly by giving you bad counsel. Then you had a loss. So why are you going to say I'm going to be liable? So Malay, no. When I said that it was Remeir, it was It's like Remeir and we hold like him. So therefore I'm telling you that I'm relying on you so you should know if you're making a mistake, then because of Garmi, you're going to be liable to pay me for my loss of this coin. So the Gemara says, hi, Remeir. Which Remeir is Rishlakish referring to that we see he holds that even someone did a, a damage indirectly through a grama, through a cause, not direct, that then he's liable. So the Gemara says, Elim Remeir, if you can entertain the Remeir from the following halachas, which there's a Dalad which refers to halacha of done, of judging, the Lamed is of Litzvaya, to die, the Mem is from Hamasachech, of someone that uh, leans over his vines, the pay is from the word nifritza, which after the nun is nifritza, which is broken. That's sim, and that's a mnemonic to recall dal lam, lam and mem fei of these four uh, halachas or meir that the Gemara entertains to be the source for this halacha. So if you're going to say to meir, it's not a in the mission b'sachetz b'chayrus. Meir says donis adin. Someone judges a court case. Now what he did was mistakenly, erroneously zikas achayev. He merited the one who is really liable. Or he made liable the one who is really meritorious. Or he was metame, something that was really tar. Or he, he made something tar that was really tame. Says the Mishnah, Masha Asa Asui, what he did was done. And, but Mishal Mibesa, but he has to now compensate, he has to pay up 
because he made the wrong halacha, which caused a loss for that individual. So here we have a stam Mishnah, we can say it's like a mayor, and it's halacha of garmi, because what did the judge do? He didn't actively make this tahar or the, go ahead and take money out of this person. He said his words. The word now, because of the court case, now that's what ended up happening, a loss to the person, but that's garmi, and still you see your mayor holds that you're going to be chayev. Says the Gemara, no, because we actually learned in, in the elucidation of that Mishnah Bechayris that Amr Bala, Amr Rav, he says that that Allah is to Mabhusha Natal Venasan Biyad, that the judge actually took and gave it with his hand. As Rashi explains, all these four cases, not just that he judged, he paskined, which is just a grama. Actually, when it says it was Mazaka the Chayev, someone who was really liable, he made him meritorious, is that the lender had collateral. And he went and the judge took that collateral and gave it back to the borrower. That's being Mezaka the Chayev. The one who's really liable, the Leva, he ends up giving him something. When it says he's Chayev as a Zakai, what he did was he took with, by his hand, money from the defendant and he went and he took it and he paid up to claim it with that. So although he was Zakai, he was Mechayevim. When it says he was Metama the Tar, what he did was he took a Sheret with his own hands and he threw it on that thing to show that I'm right. It's Tommy. I'm, I'm going to improve it. And he went and put a sherets in it to make sure, see, it's Tommy, it's Tommy. Because I'm telling you it's Tommy, which ended up turning out he was wrong. He was actually was Metame, what was really Tar. The case of being Metares at Tommy was when the judge went and took payers that were Tommy and he mixed it with other payers of the person who was asking this, this question. And he went and did it actively with his hands and he destroyed things. So here he was where he was, something that was really Tommy and he was saying it's tar, which was a loss because now he mixed things that were really tar with the thing that now made a tummy. So this is how the Gemara Masechta Sanhedrin enough Lama Gimel explains that it's not a case of garmi; it's not indirect. He actually actively went and did these things. So that's why he's going to be chayv because of regular masik. So Ella rather says the Gemara did not. Rather the the halacha that we see from Remeir of garmi is Remeir and the Mishnah Amid base. The Mishnah says if let's say somebody brings. Uh, article of clothing, some wool, to the dyer to dye. He wants him to dye red, and he dyes it black. He wants to dye black, he dyes it red. Remeir says, you got to pay up. you got to pay up for the value of the wool. So you see that even though the guy is not actively destroying it, it's just the way the dye takes effect, and still you see that he's going to have to pay. That's garmi. So the Gemara says, no, Hasam Kav would be a dye. He did it actively. What do you mean? How do you think the dye takes effect? He puts it into the vat, and therefore he's actively destroying it. That's not Garmi. That's why he's going to be Chayat. Ella rather says the Gemara, Harib Meir did not. Rather, it's a Meir from the Mishnah Mesachat's client. The Mishnah says, Hamasachich Gafnoi. If someone leans over, he takes his vines and leans it over, Al Gabi Tubasar over the produce of his friend, Hareza Kiddish. So that makes the produce forbidden. Because of Klein, which is, you now have Klein, you now have any other produce growing in the vineyard. And the Chayef, and the guy who leaned it over is going to be liable. So you see that although the, the growing is not something that he does himself, it's, it's Garmi, it's just causation, it's causing it to end up being Klein. So, and, and, and still, he's, still he's going to be Chayef, you see for mayor that you Chayef for Garmi. So the Gemara says also, no, Hasam Namikov would be dying. What do you mean? He went and he took the vines and leaned it over, so that's doing it actively. Which actually, Tyson points out for these last two attempts 
what's called Bidikari Lemaikarilo. What was the Gemara actually in the Havamina thinking? It's pretty obvious that he's doing it actively. Why are we thinking that that's going to be case of Garmi? So that explains because actually the, the, the wool doesn't change right away when, when the dyer puts the dyes in the vat because the dye only, only sinks in and gets absorbed after two or three days. Now that is what the Gemara is saying, is a grama ba'alma, it's just indirect cause. And so too, that was the case of being Masach which the climb only takes effect when it takes root after a long time. Now, regarding these two proofs, the Gemara answers by both of them that no, ultimately be daim ka'avid, because you actively did it with your hand, although it's only taking effect at a later point in time. Now, so but why did the Gemara then attempt a second proof? Because the tzemer and the tzava, when you're putting the wool into the dye, that is more active, it's more direct than climb, which only takes effect at a later point in time. You maybe put things into motion, but the actual climb, which takes root, which is much later, that's less of a um, biyadaim, it's more of a grama. Therefore, the Gemara thought that, that maybe that would be the source, and that the Gemara says, by both of them, no, because ultimately there was an active element, and therefore it's going to be considered mazig biyadaim, and therefore there's no raya that we see that a pure grama, garmi, that remei would hold that you're going to be chayef. So, rather, Hore Meir Ditan. Rather, it's Remeir from the following Bryson. The Bryson says, Mechitzas HaKerem, the wall separating the vineyard, which the halacha is, is brought in Baba Basach, above Medalev. If there's a wall between a person's vineyard and the person's wheat field, then this guy could plant his wheat right on the edge, right by the wall, and this guy, right on the other side of the wall, could plant his, his vines, his grapes, because it separates the two and it's not going to be considered a client. But let's say the wall that's separating it is shenifritza. There's a breach to the hole in the wall. So as you continue to medbeis, oimaloi gadar. So the owner of the produce tells to the owner of the vineyard, says, close up the breach. Because if you're going to leave it open, then the, my produce might grow one two hundredth of what there is, what it's getting from the vineyard when the wall is still breached. And then it's going to be getting that, and then it's going to become aser. Because then you don't have the din of of Bittel, which in the halachas of Klaim is 200 to 1. So Nifritz again, they got breached. Again, I'm like a dice. says, close up your wall. You're going to make all my produce forbidden. Then again it happened, and the guy gave up, and he said, um, he, he didn't end up closing up the wall again. And in that time period, then they, they went out from the, the seeds. There was a one, there was a one, there was one, there was a one two hundredth of that, what came from the other field more than what there is of the heter, Harez Kiddush, so that already made it into Klein, because again, you only have, you don't have now uh, 200 to 1, now you only have 199 to the one of Esser, which that's not going to be a bitl, and it's going to be Klein, and therefore it's Klein. B'chaim, Bachar Yusei, and says there may clearly that the one who didn't close up his wall is going to be liable for the responsibility of what happened to making the other person's produce into Klein, which again is a case of garmi. There's no active activity over here; it's just passivity, and it's indirect cause. And still, remei holds So you see that that's what Rishlakish was telling Rebbe He says, "Watch, I'm going to hold you responsible because although it's garmi, we hold like remei, we hold din don din de garmi that you're liable for even an indirect cause of damage." Nothing more continues with the next mishnah. Again, continuing the theme of the previous mishnah regarding the halacha of when you give it to a professional uh, craftsman and he ruins it. So the Mishnah says, If someone gives wool to a dyer, and the vat burns the, the, the wool, because he left it on the heat too high, too long, and it ruins it. So the Allah is, So he has to compensate him for the value of the wool that he gave him to dye. Now as Rashi points out, here, unlike the next case the Mishnah is going to discuss, it doesn't say anything about 
if the shvach, if the increase of the value of the wool is more than the expense and so on, because here it got totally burnt, and you can't say that if there's more shvach, there's no value at all. Actually, the whole thing has to go into the garbage. So he just has to compensate him for the wool itself. Now let's say tzvoy kor. Let's say he didn't burn the whole wool. He just, which as Rashi says, the kor, you switch like the aleph as if it was with an ayin. Let's say it's, it's, a, it's a substandard dyeing that he did, which Sigmar actually is going to explain that he dyed it with the, the leftovers of the dye which that's intentionally damaging the person because he's not, that's not what he meant when he says to die it. And therefore, because since he was an intentional damage, so they, what's called Yodei Alech according to everybody, in this case, the, 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 the positioning of the tzava, of the dyer, he has the lower hand because he was actively not doing what he was supposed to be doing in the dying. So therefore, it says the Mishnah, then if the increase of what the wool went up now, because ultimately it's died a little bit, so there's some increase in value of the wool, if that's yes, if that's more monetary value than the cost, what it costed for the dyer to do the work, then the owner of the wool gives to the dyer, to the professional, he only pays him for the expenses that it costed him to do that work. And in other words, he doesn't pay him for the whole job, how much he made up that he's going to pay him, because... He didn't do the work that he was supposed to do. He did a substandard job. And, and, and he also takes back his wool. Now, as Rashi points out, in contrast to the next case of the Mishnah, here the Tana doesn't tell us that he should give the value of the wool to the owner and that the dyer could keep the shavach of the tzemer because the dyer that he made up with him, to, the, the dye that he made up for him to make, let's say he made up to do red, he did red. So there's no shino, there's no change that he should be kind of for Kinyani of Gizela, which we spoke about in the previous Mishnah, if he deviates from what he's supposed to do. He did exactly, he just did a substandard job. So there's no kinyo over here, so he has to give it back, the tzemer as it is, which that includes the increase, and he just gets paid with the lower hand of the expenses. And the reverse, if the, what it costed him was $1,000 to do the work, which he didn't even do a good job, and the increase only went up $500, then this less shvach again it gives him the lower hand, it gives him the increase of the value, meaning let's say his wool was worth a thousand, now it's worth fifteen hundred, and the actual work was a thousand, he's not paying him a thousand, he's gonna give him five hundred because that's the increase he has versus what it was worth before. That's the second case of the Mishnah. Third case says the Mishnah, let's say Litzvoyla Adam, which we quote on Oman Aleph. Let's say he tells him to die red, but Shachin does a black. He changed from the job. Shachar Bitsvoy Adam, black and he dies a red. This was what Rashi was bavarning, was forewarning in the previous case, which you don't say this halacha, because in this case, Rameir says, the, the dyer only gives, only pays him back the value of the wool. The reason being is because Rameir holds that you kind of bishinoi, the craftsman, the, this dyer, acquired it by changing what he was supposed to do, and then he only gives him the value of the wool, but he doesn't pay him for the value of the shvach that he could keep for himself. Or, as Rashi points out, what, what he could do, the, the owner of the wool, he could pay him for what the job was supposed to cost, and then he could take the wool. But if he's not willing to pay him for that job, then the, the, the dyer already acquired it with that shinoi, and therefore in this case, he gets to keep the shvach. Now, or versus Rabbi Huda, I mean, he disagrees. He says that even if maybe Rabbi Meir is correct, but we penalize this guy who changed what he was supposed to do to make it, like in the previous case, to give him the lower hand and that he shouldn't gain from the shvach that it went up, and moreover, that he doesn't take the full amount that he was supposed to get paid, 
All he gets is the expenses. He gets the lower hand. So therefore, if the increase in the value is more than the expenses, you're just giving the expenses how much it costs to them. If the expenses are actually more than what the increase of the value was, then you give him just the increase what he had increased, what he made the wool better, which any dye is better than no dye, but it's not what I ordered. So therefore that's where you have this machlikas between Rameh and Yehuda. Again, in the previous case, everybody agrees that there's no shinu kaina. He just did a subpar type of a dye. He did this car, which I'm going to explain right now what that case is. So there, he just... He, he, he has to give back the wool. It is what it is. He never acquired it. So then, again, he gets the lower hand because he didn't do what he was supposed to do. But in this last case, we actually change what he was supposed to do. Then you come into the halacha of Remeir saying, Shina that he acquired it. But yeah, he's actually going to gain now because by changing, it's like stealing it. And then he has to give him back how much was Kishas Akzela, which was the wool was worth $1,000. He gives him back that wool. Now it's worth 1500 That's his gain. Because Rabbi Huda says then, that even, if you, even if that's really what the Allah is, but you penalize him, we don't want him to gain by changing. And therefore, we actually cut him down and say that no, whichever one is less, the expenses, or the shvach, that's the lesser one that he's going to get. So that the, the Gemara explains, my ka'or. What is this Allah of that, the second case which we said, that if he died at ka'or, so then we give him the lower hand. Says Rav Nachman, Rav Barchana, it's chalabus. Ask the Gemara, my chalabus. It's which literally means to say that cleaning out the vat, in other words, he uses the leftovers of the dye which were left on the bottom of the vat, that's not the real full-fledged dye, that's, that's the remnants, again, that's a subpar, and therefore that's, again, that's why the halacha, the second halacha of the Mishnah, which is, by the first one, is that he totally ruined it, so he just compensates him, there's no, there's no shvach, as we said, so... The only thing that there is over there is to pay back the guy what you ruined from him. The second case is this case that we explained of car where you're doing subpar. You didn't do what you were supposed to do, but there's no shinoi. So then you get the lower hand, either the expenses or the shvach. In the third case where you totally changed, you did a different color. So that's where you have Remeir saying that shinoi kaina, and therefore all he has to do is give back the value of the wool, and he can keep whatever increase it was now that he did this even subpar dye. Versus Rabbi Huda said that, no, that, again, since he changed, we don't want this guy who's doing something wrong to gain. And therefore, again, we're going to give him the lower hand. As in the second case, according to either the Yitzhiya or the Shvach, whichever one is lower.